And welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogel. My guest this week is Todd Parkmore. Now, Todd is the lead singer and one of the founding members of the rock band, Big Head Todd and the Monsters. They're one of the best live bands out there. They've been doing it for well over 30 years now. Their album, Sister Sweetly, in 1993, went platinum. It had three singles. It was such a fantastic album. They've had amazing albums after that as well. Although they haven't put a new album out in about five, six years. They're working on a full-length album now. They've been very active. They have Monsters Music Monthly, where they release a single a month. They've been doing that even before the pandemic. So every month, they original song covers. It's, it's really, really good. Uh, Todd... You know, talks about how the man got started, just their longevity. If they've had any comparisons to Dave Matthews bands, I've been a fan of Big Head Todd and the Monsters for quite some time now. It's been a while since I've seen them live. We talk about that during the interview. I enjoyed my conversation with Todd, albeit it was short. I wish I had some more time with him. I hope you enjoy my conversation with him. Todd, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Noah. How are you? I'm doing great. So before we kind of look back and talk about your career, I got a bone to pick with you. So I, I, okay. saw, <laughs> I saw you guys back in Rochester, New York. I went to college up in Buffalo in 1995. Fantastic show. And I'm like, I can't wait to see you again. So every time you came around, whether where I moved, whatever town I was living in, you guys toured, I couldn't go. I always had something to do. And I had like, I bought your tickets three times. Unfortunately, I had to sell them. So... In, in the future, can you, like, contact me to see when I'm free for you to tour? <laughs> <laughs> You're sweet. Um, we do have a mailing list, and uh, Facebook is probably the easiest way to keep it up on when we announce tour dates. Yeah. But um, I'd be happy to call you personally next time if, if I can remember. <laughs> I, w- I would appreciate that. <laughs> and it's, okay. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, uh, you guys frequent uh, Porchester, the Capitol Theater, in New York a lot and of yeah. course and of course you guys are coming back there in uh, October and I'm, I'll be up visiting my son in college so it's another time I can't see you guys <laughs> oh hell yeah but I swear one of these one of these days I, I will definitely make it out again because it's been too long and you know you guys are one of the you know best live bands going out there so I can't wait to see you guys again nice we, we're still practicing so oh good yeah hopefully the one of these days the longer you wait the better show you're gonna see yeah exactly hopefully one of these days you'll get it right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I kind of asked this question to like most of my guests now. Uh, we're almost out of this pandemic, you know, becoming, I guess, an endemic. So, like, what's the last two years been like for you guys? Um, it's been really marvelous for me personally because uh, I have a young family and uh, we've been just, our life has been on the road touring for so long. It was really marvelous to have a break, albeit for, you know, uh, tragic and difficult reasons. But, you know, for me, it was a great boon, both personally and creatively. Um, so, uh, and then, re- you know, coming back to work has been really marvelous as well because, you know, there's this, people have missed live music. And uh, so there's a warmth out there that <clears throat> is, uh, is nice for me to experience after being in this band for 30 years. It's, it's a, it's a really warm time for our group. Yeah, I mean, there's never really a good time to have, you know, a pandemic, like what we went through. But even, let's just say, like, you know, 30 years ago, even 20 years ago, 
with the technology that we have now, you couldn't do like what you guys were doing, you know, the, the oh, Monster Music point. Monthly and, and all that stuff. So it's a great way, you know, to stay relevant with, with your fans and stuff. I agree. Uh, that's been a, uh, a boon to us, you know, the internet and Facebook and uh, being able to, to work at home. Yeah, absolutely. So is that how you guys created the Monster uh, Music Monthly? Um, it came about as more of a, a way to try to think of an alternative to a traditional album cycle, um, which is, you know, you work really hard on a bunch of music and then every two or three years you put it out and spend a fortune to promote it and that's that. <laughs> right. we just kind of felt like, hmm, you know, maybe we should just, um, you know, work really hard on some on one song a month and, and uh, have it be a video release and a, a fresh offering and um it's been really successful for us um both creatively on our side but also it's neat because certain things react in different ways and uh it's just fun to kind of have uh, an unpredictable child every every hmm. month yeah is that kind of how like the business is going now because like there's no really you know sales and you know albums albums anymore you know, now with the technology, you can just like drop a song on your website or put it on like Spotify or any streaming sites. Do you think that's how the business is going? Where you guys just re re release a single or possibly like an EP? Um, it's possible. We're in the midst of completing a conventional album, okay. ironically. But it, it's more out of uh, a creative angst right. than than a business model for us. I think we just like, you know, we'd like, love to have another long form thing uh, in our pocket. So, um, you know, that just was a personal goal for us as a band. Um, but yeah, I think the, the, the industry as a whole is becoming more piecemeal, more boutique. Um, you know, it's, it's less and less feasible to have a major label type effort you know behind promoting a young group say i mean not that it's impossible but it's really really infinitesimally small that little territory of, of the music business so where we live is much nicer <laughs> right yeah i mean it's because it seems like you guys are just like i would say like a word of mouth band you know, it's like your your live yeah. shows are what would make you. And, you know, it's like you see a show, you see a big head, you know, Todd show. Oh, I, I got to see one. So it's like it's not like the album sales and not that it's the word of mouth that, that gets you guys going. Thank you. I'm flattered that you'd say that, but I think it's true. Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, you know, I can't wait to see an, another live show. But And it's been like, you know, I think, what, five years since uh, New World Arising, like your last full length album. Yeah. And uh -huh. yeah, you know, it's I, I love it. it was like you know, hard edge, you know, like a real rock album. Uh, and you, you know, haven't had one of those probably, you know, for quite some time, probably like since like Sister Sweetly, maybe. Uh, what's the new album like? What is that genre going to be like? Um, like the last one, but better. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, there's uh, I would say 60 to 70 percent just fun rock pop. And, and then um, <clears throat> the remainder, you know, ballads or, or more thoughtful music. Um, but uh, I'm really proud of it. I mean, like I said, the, the COVID has been a great creative boon in that way of, hmm. you know, as a writer having, a, having this kind of time to start over again, you know, it's really like being a new band in a way, you know, because you, when you're a new band, you have all this 
energy that you've been working on for a long, all these songs you've been working on forever. And, uh, and so now we have that again. So I'm looking forward to you hearing it. Yeah, I can't wait. Now, like, have you ever experienced, like, writer's block? Um, I would say that's just the constant state of <laughs> the human brain in a way. I mean, because the brain isn't really interested in doing anything constructive. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it wants pleasure. It's hard. The older you get it, I think it becomes more and more difficult to have the kind of energy that kind of gets you to break through to do something, you know, really creative. Um, so, yeah, I have it all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I struggle. I fight it with discipline. Right. You know, I, I, I work every day at it. And um, and there's there's great reward in that for me because it's a... Uh, it's just it's a great thing to be a fortunate thing to to be able to make art for a living right has, has that come with just like years of experience uh what the um like the like the ability you know to kind of or i guess the discipline to kind of overcome you know that uh say writer's block and just like sit yeah. down and have like a process i think so i i've that and the will. I mean, I, I really feel like uh, the world needs artists to do their job right now. Right. I think it's an incredibly important job. And so I'm really motivated just to be as good as I can be in, in all the different areas that I, that I do, you know, whether it's guitar playing or writing or singing, <clears throat> because I want to connect with people. I want to be a human being that shows up <laughs> and shakes your hand. Right. Um, as an artist, so um, that's, I guess that's a joy as well, you know, to have motivation later in life. I'm 58. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, good. You should be. <laughs> yeah. Now, like uh, the title track of like New World uh, Arising had like a really interesting, like kind of like profound line. It's like there's a new world arising, but the old one will fight you till your dying day. I mean, uh-huh. now it's like, is that line pretty like evident more than ever now? What's going on in the world? <laughs> yeah, for sure.
<laughs> yeah so is that like you know going way, you know way back and you guys like you know i guess had the foresight because back then i don't know too many artists who would form their own labels when you guys are like in your mid-20s and you form big records now what how did you guys come to do that at like such a young age um i i think just the disposition of us as struggling independent artists and a music industry that was kind of you know locked uh landlocked from us i guess uh we didn't have a whole you know other choices but we wanted to do what we loved and so that's sort of what prompted us to you know to find a way to get our music out and to start our own label and it's not really a big deal it just meant that we were knocking on record store doors putting our cds and cassettes on consignment you know right, <laughs> trying yeah. to have a keep track of a notebook with all that stuff and it just but it was a way for us you know again to get out in front of people and to get our band you know known yeah and that's like where the kind of the technology you know these days comes in where like you know new bands can just put them up on their own you know our own sites and promote them that way yeah. where you guys had to do like right. real like you know the, the footwork you know handing out cds and stuff like that yeah yeah now when like sister sweetly came out a few, a few years later you know and that you know blew up that took you guys to like you know i got somewhat mainstream uh did you get a lot of questions like oh man this is your your first album you know where were you guys all this time and then at this point you guys were like a band for eight years putting out three albums by that point <laughs> yeah I, a little bit um you know we we had an early kind of um wave of popularity before sister sweetly and when sister sweetly came out i'll just kind of describe it as you know just getting on top of a, a already moving wave and, and then making it bigger. Um, so, but we were, as you said, at the, at the time, still a new band. So, you know, people are always confused by that, but um, I don't consider three or five years that long to be well, a band, yeah. but I guess it is when you're young. <laughs> yeah, so like, did anything like, you know, change for you guys at that point when Sister Sweetly came out? Well, yeah, I, I, it was the, our first major uh, label album. It was our most successful album even to date. And um, so it really changed the, the landscape of our lives. Um, you know, it, it gave us 
you know, a, a still full of wind for the rest of our career. Yeah. Um, so a lot was changed by that album. Yeah. I mean, was it hard? I mean, because you put out, you know, ton of albums, you know, since then, you know, albums that are, you know, better than Sister Sweetly, I, I think as well. But is it hard to kind of live up to the popularity of that album? Um, yeah, if that's the goal, then yeah, pretty much impossible. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and it, you know, when Stratagem came out right. a couple years after that, um, it was uh, it was a struggle that, that time period because our, our label was on the edge of folding, and uh, we didn't have a <clears throat> you know the kind of support that I think would have been really awesome for a sophomore album and a sophomore band at that time um so it kind of kind of spun us in a different way i guess from what you think of mainstream success uh, like dave matthews might have gone right and we went left <laughs> right <laughs> do you do you get compared to them a lot um oddly no okay good. uh and we played a you know a, a lot of shows together earlier right. on, so I, in my mind we're very similar genre. But I guess you know they they probably are more jam band oriented than us for sure. Yeah, and you know they had some. I go to say a couple more mainstream hits than you, but I, overall I think you're a much better live band. So. <laughs> Well, thank you. They're they're excellent. I've seen Dave many, many times, and I have a lot of esteem for him. Yeah. So you mentioned like you know Stratagem, and you guys decided to uh, produce that. You guys yourself. How did that come about? Uh, it's very frustrating and disheartening uh, to work, at least for our first major label. Uh, the production, like the creative process was, was a kind of heartbreaking for us because we didn't really feel like we were listened to or mattered. Like okay. our view of things uh, wasn't relevant in the larger scheme of things. Now, I'm not complaining about it because we've had great success from it, but, you know, the label mindset of what happens with the record is, you know, extremely narrow and commercial, you know, whereas an artist wants to go this way and that. And, I guess it was just more of a feeling like we don't really have a collaborator hmm. in this process. And the only way to get it done is to do it yourself. And so that was, you know, uh, whether it worked or not, I mean, that was the idea that, that prompted that right. independence. And then, you know, followed up with Beautiful World, which it's celebrating its 25th anniversary yeah, this year again. yeah yeah which which is great another fantastic album you know produced by the talking heads uh jerry uh, harrison yeah. uh how, how did you you guys come to work with jerry we just went through the producer search and um jerry came up he came in out and saw the group and uh was excited uh, about our band and wanted to produce us and I've, I've always been a Talking Heads fan I mean from the very first right I love Talking Heads um, up to a point <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in time right um, but the earlier Talking Heads stuff I love that I'm a huge just fan of Jerry and his uh, you know what he serves musically 
is just he has a lot of intelligence and wisdom and uh we're still really good friends uh, that's that's great and like you said you know that's a a great album as well um you know resonates in superman i mean uh so many other great songs uh boom boom you know covered a john lee hooker and yep. he actually got him to work you know to record on the album with that uh, you guys that's amazing how, how, how did that come about we'll do it again over laying down one night Hood Papa tell mama. Hood Papa tell mama. Little boy boogie. Hey, 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 hey. The enemy. And you gotta come out. I felt so good. When I'm boogie, get the same. Boom, 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 boom. Shoot you right down off of your feet. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. I love the way you walk. And I love the way you talk When you walk that walk And you talk that talk You knocks me out Out off of my feet Boom, 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 boom Bang, 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 bang Boom, 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 boom Bang, 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 bang How, 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 how How, 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 how
Jerry had seen us perform the song and wanted us to record it, and we, we refused. <laughs> um, and it uh, turns out that Jerry's manager was also uh, John Lee Hooker's manager. Okay. And John Lee lives in Sausalito at the time. And so <clears throat> Jerry's like, well, what if I get John Lee to come in here? And they're like, sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And that was that. You know, a couple of weeks later he came in and um, it was, you know, the kind of thing that I'll die with a smile on my face. Right. Because of that day. <laughs> yeah. And you also had, you know, Bernie Worrell, you know, great you know, yes. musician, also working on that album. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I want to Hazel Miller, I actually saw her open up for James Taylor once. And oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a voice. What a voice. <laughs> yeah, she's a great performer. We love her. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, absolutely. Now, like I said, I only saw you guys once, but I, I know you guys change up your playlists, you know, your set list all, all the time. Um, how how do you guys determine, you know, what you're going to play, the order, and when do you determine, like, the set list for that particular show? Yeah, I write the set list. I do it every day, the day of the show. Okay. Because I take into consideration people's requests. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, what we played last night, where we were last night. Um, I look back, you know, on my app, my set list app, to see what we played last time we were in town. Okay. You know, so I put a lot of thought into it. And hmm. we uh, obviously have, you know, five or six songs that we should play every night. Right. And so we do play those, but we have another, you know, 15 that we can mix up every single night so it's it's a combination of requests what the band is feeling you know keeping the musicians fresh and uh you know his, what what the past is what we played in the past right now like if you play say like bittersweet do you kind of follow it up with a song that's kind of get like a different like type of reaction yeah, yeah. it's a good opportunity um to do that with your hands Right. Uh, yeah, we usually yeah try to throw a curveball or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, like I said before, you you guys travel to Portchester, New York a lot, play the Capitol Theater. When do you determine like uh, a like a location, like a not a venue, but like determine the city you're gonna play in? Like, if one you, you perform there once, it might not be a great reaction. Do you give it another chance, or do you completely like you know exit off the list for the next tour? Um, yeah, our our tour dates, we have an agent, and uh, our bass player, Rob, is really hands-on with uh, what happens on our tours, and we, you know, are driving, so that's usually a limiting factor. You can only do so much, so we have several runs that we do every year that we've done every year for a long time, and... Um, that the venues might change like you're saying like in the new york city area you know we might be you know in the city one year at the brooklyn bowl the other year right we've been having great luck at the porchester recently so those things might vary but you know our general plan has been you know pretty much the same overall which is drive everywhere every, yeah, exactly. all the time <laughs> right like outside of colorado where is like your biggest like fan base do you know um, 
probably historically it's been Chicago, okay. Boston, San Francisco, um, and maybe even Seattle. I, and I would credit that to the fact that we drove there early on. All right. Um, but outside of that, it's hard to say because we we become popular everywhere. At least you know for being a a medium-sized fish in a huge pond. Yeah. Um, we're doing really well in the South. We've been like to Mississippi three times this year. Okay. So I can't tell you why. Right. <laughs> there must be something to keep going back, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any good, like, tor- stories to share? Um, well, there's the usuals that every band has. Um, you know, for me, uh, some some of the most harrowing things are just have to do with just getting from place to place. Right. One time our our bus was we were stuck on top of a mountain pass, like in the middle of a historic storm, trying to get down to, into Lake Tahoe one year. And I don't know if you've ever been in a bus that's being towed. Yes, I have. Yeah. I see my bad. Yeah. But it's stuff like that 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 you really remember. I mean. We've all done embarrassing things and had embarrassing girls, this and that. But right. <laughs> it's usually, it's usually transportation and you know health-oriented things that stick out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you ever forget like what city you're in while performing? Um. Y- yes and no. I mean, I because I make the set list, I have to write it down all the time and Smart. I can see it everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> things get a little jumbled though sometimes but um, I haven't I had never made the mistake of saying you know calling Denver Cleveland yeah <laughs> exactly smart <laughs> yeah. yeah do you remember where you were the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio not exactly I'm sorry to say right you know I obviously I was in college or close to college age at the time so I just don't remember yeah what about like the one of like the most interesting places or like weirdest places you heard one of your songs hmm well well a cool one of the bizarre thing to me is that Little Boon song gets played a lot um it was picked up by uh, MCIS New Orleans so it was their like lead song for the whole show, like ten seasons of it. Okay. Um, I guess I've been overseas, you know, like in London, and I've heard my song. That's pretty cool. Uh, I, you know, in the supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you got to take like you know like a double take when you hear one of your songs, like in, in the supermarket? Do you like kind of sing to it? Do you kind of like point to people and say, "Hey, that's me." I prefer not to hear it, honestly. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I'm glad that it's being heard, though. Right, yeah. You just want to get your groceries and get the hell out of there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Todd, I really hope to see you real soon. Um, you know, just just you know, give me a call. Let me know when you're going to be in town, and I'll, I'll see your show. But good luck the rest of this tour, and I can't wait to hear the new album. Cool. Well, I look forward to you hearing it, and I hope I see you soon. Well, you be well. And a special thanks to Todd for joining me today. I look forward to having them back on once their new album is out. Check out their website, BigHeadTodd.com. 
If you have a guest suggestion, you can hit me up on Twitter at TheFirstNoll19 or like the page with my youth on Facebook. You can go to iTunes to check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. So on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, basically where we can find a podcast. New episode comes in every week. We'll leave you with one of my favorite songs, Bittersweet.
Hotel